0: hell and give them a chance to experience the greatest life the greatest freedom and the greatest love any of us will ever know it's life or death what we do here is life or death there is no walk in between it is black it is white it is on it is off it is life it is death life with Jesus death without And that's why we're passionate about what we do. That's why we're passionate when we worship. That's why we turn this into a gym on Sunday mornings and we dance and shout. Because we're passionate for Jesus. Can I urge you through this summer, don't go on a holiday from Him. Because you'll spend the whole autumn trying to recover. (laughs) You'll be... You'll be going, oh, that summer, that was like backsliding. Now I've got to spend autumn getting back on track. You don't need to do that. If you keep your summer alive in Jesus, keep your life alive in Him, if your others turn to Him, you're going to have the greatest summer of your life. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, I thank you that there is life in Jesus Christ and no other there is power in this place to save lost people to heal the sick to set us free and I pray for an anointing today in this place to empower us and take a hold of the seriousness and yet the joy and the liberation and the freedom of what it is to follow you and make you our everything our full devotion Lord God, we know that there are times we feel dry. We know we are times where we don't feel quite on the front edge. But our hunger, we keep on stirring our hunger. Because we know it's hunger that counts. We know it's hunger after you that will get us filled when we're empty. We know it's hunger after you that will get us anointed when we're dry. We know it's hunger after you that keeps us on track rather than wandering off hunger and I pray today you'd fill us with a fresh hunger in Jesus name and just with every eye is closed if you're here today and you know you lost your hunger you know you've lost that sense of Jesus is my first and my everything he's my, he, it's all about him for me I want you to make a decision right now to come on back and say no I'm, I'm making sure everything about my life is centered on him I love the fact you're having a great career or you have some great hobbies you pursue and that's all wonderful. But as soon as any of those things get in the way of Jesus first, life is not going to be as sweet. It's not going to be as satisfying. It's not as fulfilling. And we lose our way. And so right now, if that's you, or maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life, or you just know you need to come back to him or you want to be sure you're going to heaven why don't you pray this prayer with us right now I'm going to ask everyone to pray this this is the most important thing we're going to do today so, so everyone say this after me dear God I thank you for Jesus thank you that he died for me I ask that you would forgive me I turn away from my past and I give you my life. Come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that today is a new start. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I pray for any person who really needed to pray that prayer. I pray you pour out your presence on them right now. Right now. With every eye is closed. I'm going to ask you to do something real brave. If that was you, I would love to know who you are because straight after the service, we want to give you a book. If you know you needed to pray that prayer, just with every eye is closed here, could you just quickly raise your hand for me and then put it back down? That's all I'm going to ask you to do. Thank you. So, on anyone else, you know that prayer was for you. Know today is the day you needed to say it. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Or maybe you're thinking now, I should have, should have. That's okay. It's not anything you do or a prayer you say, it's a heart that reaches out to Him that gets you changed. If you're here today and your heart is pounding, you're going, you know, today is my day to make that decision. I would love to know it's you love to shake your hand after the service so maybe one more person here right now wonderful beautiful just going to wait just for a few more seconds thank you Jesus beautiful beautiful why just lay your hand on the person next to you? Bless them. Just bless them. Say, so I, I bless you. May God be with you. God bless you. May you be refreshed today. Fantastic. Father, I pray the power of the Holy Spirit will move in people's lives here right now. Where healing is needed, may it flow. Where your grace and strength is needed, may it flow. Thank you. There's freedom in this place here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Wonderful. Okay, come on. Let's give Jesus a great big hand right there. Wow! Well, you may take a seat. English service, you are on fire today. Man, this is... Like, this is hotter than any other service we've done today. Gosh. It's amazing. I reckon it's the language. I think the English language is so anointed. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, can we get the band a hand? Brilliant. Joshua. You're a star. You're the man. You're the bass man. What a duo there, the bass drum duo. Every band's got to have a bass drum magic duo, huh? These guys. I, um, I want to say a big thank you to uh, Sibka Bontaku for raising up all these young guys. Yeah. Half, our, half our band, uh, ha- I think, safe and almost saying that half our band are either in the youth or have come up through the youth in our church today. How about that? Including Gio Kuhurima was, believe it or not, once a youth in our church. He is now a very mature, eligible, single young man. And um, if you would write a letter to me accompanied with the right amount of money. I might better hook you up with him. <laughs> Apparently he's taking bribes. <laughs> Payments. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, um, I'd love for uh, Sipka to jump up on stage with us. And uh, to join him, could I ask all the cheerleaders to come on up too? If you're a cheerleader at summer camp, that's about to happen, just jump on stage. Um, we've got a few others that are... Around the place, Lorianne at the back there, beautiful. Got one or two from Arnhem who will be joining summer camp. If you did not know, uh, these guys in, in about an hour's time, well, yep, yeah, about an hour's time, leave for uh, our, our annual summer camp. And uh, it's a time that they have heaps of fun together. They get to know each other better. But also, I'm believing, I've been praying for every single young person would have their own unique, individual encounter with Jesus in whatever way they need it. Uh, It's nothing like, uh, I don't know if any of you have ever been on one of these when you were younger, but um, sometimes you just got to get away from home and uh, get into a a, a new environment like this for your heart to open a bit further. So that's what we're believing for, right? All you champion leaders. So should we pray for them? Wouldn't that be an awesome thing? Let's reach out our hands and pray for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for this great young man. I thank you that he's pioneering a way amongst these youth. Lord, we're believing for nothing short of revival in this region of Amsam and Elmira and beyond, that we would reach hundreds of youth for Christ. And I pray that the spirit of uh, life for this generation would be imparted this week, a river of life, in Jesus' name, for the worship for the fun and the connections, Lord, for the workshops and the messages, pray every part of this camp would not go to waste, even those crazy moments would all mean something to deepen relationships and an encounter with you in Jesus' name, amen, amen, awesome, sweetie, you're a champion, you're a warrior, a warrior. All the best things in life come in small packages. You wait. One day you'll get a diamond ring and you'll be convinced that the best things come in small packages. It's <laughs> yeah, true. God is saying to you, you're, you're, a fire, you're like a fireball in his hand. And, and I just want to say to the world, watch out for you because the sweetness of your spirit will sugarcoat the God bomb, the spiritual bomb that you'll be able to drop into people's lives the spiritual truth the, you, you will be somebody who will not be diplomatic about the word of God you will just say it as it is and you will, you will help push people's lives forward because you're prepared just to say it as it is you're going to be a, like an arrow in his hand of fire it's a beautiful thing, awesome you're a treasure, you really, I love your name sweetie not your real name though, is it, for Vitro? all right, you may take a seat. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, so um, I want to share a message with you that is not in any series or, or anything. It's uh, partly to get us ready for next Sunday. Uh, we just finished the series on praise, which I just felt was something that injected faith into our church like nothing else. That so was a good month. And uh, in two weeks' time, we start a new ser- series called Servology. It's a made-up word, <laughs> but uh, Servology—anything that ends in an ology—is usually usually like a study of something. So this will be like the study of servanthood. Uh, so we're going to do four weeks on that. But of course, uh, we've got my pastor here next Sunday, and the pastor of our movement, the uh, pioneer of our movement, here with us. Uh, And so I want to get us ready for that. I want to also just leave with you some thoughts about how we can focus our summer. You know, some of us are going to be in and out with holidays and so on, and uh, we've hit that season. And so what is it that keeps us fresh? What is it that we should stay focused on whilst lying on a beach or still going to our office when other people are lying on the beach? What is important for us to be thinking about? So, turn with me to John chapter 4, and we're going to use this story in John chapter 4 about the Samaritan woman to illustrate three things. And uh, I've called this message, Three Things You Need to See This Summer. Three Things You Need to See This Summer. If you want a hashtag, it's hashtag C3. (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. Um, C3. We're talking about C3 here this afternoon. I want you to see three things over this summer. And these three things will help you stay fresh. They help us stay on our mission and commission. And, uh, and they are probably the three most vital things in life. So here we go. John chapter 4, verse 34. Jesus is traveling from the north to the south with his disciples And they go through Samaria because it's the shortest route, even though Jews and Samaritans should never mix. He wasn't fussed about all that religious stuff. He was just into human beings. He just loved human beings of any sort of background, religion, or or belief. And so he traveled through Samaria. They got a little tired and hungry. So he stops at a well to get a drink whilst his disciples were out down at al getting some lunch. And uh, and while he's there, he gets into conversation with this woman who's at the well, and uh, it turns out she's had a little bit of a broken life, you know, like like all of us in some ways. But she has sought her identity in uh, in men, and so was on her uh, seventh, I think, partnership, and uh, and it had proven in her life that wherever you look in life. You're not going to get your identity from anything outside of the thing she discovered, and that was Jesus. And so as they're talking, she, her eyes get opened. Uh, she sees something. She sees Jesus. Jesus' eyes are opened. He notices her, begins to talk to her and realize she has a need. And then he begins to prophesy something. And we're going to, we're going to read that right here. Uh, in John chapter 4, verse 34. My food, said Jesus. Who likes food? Who especially likes summer food? Something about the things you do to food over the summer, it's a little more creative. Winter food is just, you just throw it all in the pot, and as long as it's heavy and full, it's okay. We get creative over summer with our food. I love food. So next Sunday, summer vibes, there will be food, or ice creams or something. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish his work. There we go. There's a thought for you that there is more to life than food and that that there would be a type of food that would fill you and feed you and satisfy you that is not physical food but is the satisfaction of doing what you know is the will of the Father. That has got to be the sweetest spot you could ever live in when you know you're doing the will of the Father. Don't uh, Don't you have a saying, he said, it is still four months until harvest. Well, I tell you another saying. Open your eyes and look at the fields there are ripe for harvest now. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and, a harvest, and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Amen. Three things we need to see and three things we discover out of this passage. The first thing is this. She sees Jesus. We get to understand in the passage prior to this that she gives her life to Christ. She decides that the Jesus she sees is not just a teacher, not just a good man, not just a kind guy passing through who gives her attention, but Jesus becomes her savior. And that same Jesus transforms that whole town that day as the whole town uh, followed Christ. She sees Jesus. The second thing is he sees her. He notices her. I said that just now. But the third thing is this that we're to see that the people around us are hungry for something. We say they're not ready. He says they are. We say they're too hard. He says, no, they're soft. Uh, We have all these descriptions of people around us that Jesus doesn't necessarily agree with. He has one statement, they're ready. They're ripe. Let me add them. (laughs) And so uh, we're going to look at these three things that we need to see over this summer. And the first one then is this. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says this, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The first thing we want to see this summer is Jesus. Now I know you want to go off on an adventure and see one of the seven wonders of the world. You want to go and see the Colosseum in Rome or the Taj Mahal in India or the Great Wall of China or the Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro, or, uh, or some other wonder of the world. And, and it's wonderful to see those things, and it's easier and cheaper than ever before, actually, to see those things uh, as the cost of travel falls. We all love to travel. We love to lie on the golden beaches and swim in the blue seas. And, and, and that's all wonderful. I love all of that, too, and I'll be doing some of that this summer, not all of that in one go. That would be indigestion for the uh, for the tourist Uh, part of me. But uh, there's one thing more important than any of that that you won't find described in TripAdvisor. It wouldn't be recommended as a site, favorite place to stay in Airbnb, but it has to be the first site we go to, and that is the place of Jesus. There has to be a place where we lift our eyes and we see Jesus. Because when you lift your eyes to see him, You find everything you thought the holiday was going to give you, but wears off after three weeks. But he lasts forever. When you lift your eyes, and sometimes it can just take a single moment. It's not even like you have to stay there for a day. Sometimes it's good to do that. But sometimes just lifting your eyes in a moment and catching his eyes, you find your soul gets filled. You find his presence fills your life as long as you're seeing the right jesus (laughs) who is the right jesus well let me tell you who the wrong jesus is when you lift up your eyes and you see someone who's telling you to work harder who's, who's telling you you're not good enough why don't you be better do gooder what a horrible thought that you're lying on a beach lifting your eyes to a god who looks like that That's not going to refresh any of us. But when you lift up your eyes and catch the eye of Jesus and love and grace and acceptance pours into your soul, you know you're looking at the right Jesus. Because if you spend any time reading the Bible, you know that's how God is described. He's not described as the other one. He's called the devil. Lift up your eyes and see Jesus and let your soul be filled, let your soul be washed. When you look to him, well, I've got a saying here somewhere. Here we go. <clears throat> when I lift my eyes to Jesus, I find my race fills with meaning. I don't know about you. Do you ever get do you ever get tired when you're when you're on a race? Not necessarily even a physical one, but just your life race. They say, I have no idea, but they say when you run a marathon. Um, a marathon for me is about five kilometers. That's a marathon. So what I'm about to describe to you, it hits me after about two and a half. Uh, you, you hit this wall and, and you need like second breath or second wind or something. And, and that can happen to us in life. You can get a little worn out, a little dry, even though you know you're running a good race. You know you're running God's race. It doesn't stop us from sometimes feeling like we're burning up a little bit or we're running dry. And what I love about Hebrews here is he says, lift up your eyes because at the end of the day, the race we're running has to be fueled by the one we see. It has to be fueled by Jesus. The race we run this summer, let's lift up our eyes to see Jesus and let's find that he he fills us. You see, when I see myself, I wonder if I'm good enough. I wonder if I'm up for the race. But when I lift my eyes to see Jesus, I see myself as he sees me. And I see my race has a finishing line that I can achieve. But when I see him, my vision grows. But as I see him, I also realize that the one in me grows to match what I see. And therefore it becomes achievable. But whenever I look at myself, I go, oh... That ain't much good, is it? We're not going to get that far, are we? And that's the truth. I ain't that much good. And on my own, I'm not going to get that far. But when I cast my eyes to him, my soul fills with something different. It fills with the gold of heaven. It fills with the gems of his promises. It fills with a glance, a look from his eye that says, you're incredible. Keep running the race. Let me refuel you. And I find this download of his presence fills my soul. So whether you're on a beach or having an alfresco lunch or whether you're in your office or out for a walk or talking to a colleague or with a neighbor, don't forget, lift up your eyes. You can do it all through the day. It give you the best summer out, I'll tell you. The second thing we learn from this passage is about lifting up our eyes. Proverbs 11.25, just flick there with me. Proverbs 11.25, 20, is about halfway through your Bible. It says this, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Or as the New King James Version puts it, and he who waters will himself... Uh, he who waters will also be watered himself. What is that saying? It says, as you, water, as you water something, it grows. As you help somebody else grow, you yourself will grow. They say the best way to learn is to teach. As you start to teach something, you learn all the more about what it is you're teaching. As you give away, so you get refreshed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. This is ironic because the world is built on the opposite principle. Uh, and, and that is, it's all about me. You won't be taught many other lessons in life, uh, generally speaking, and that is it's, it's about me and my rights and as long as I'm okay, and we built our whole social welfare system up around that to protect the individual, and, and, and I love that, by the way. That's an awesome thing. I think it's a generous thing from our government, but if it makes us self-centric, it's not helping us. If it gets us into a position where we think that now responsibility of life is in somebody else's hands and not mine, then we're missing the point, and and that is that I'm not the center of the universe. One of the most shocking revelations ever in history, and was actually a heresy in the church, was when we discovered that the earth was not the center of the universe, somewhere in the 1500s, 1600s. It took about 100 years to unfold that revelation, by the way. Uh, and even then, it wasn't fully accepted. That the sun's, We spin around the sun. The sun doesn't spin around us. We could do with learning that lesson as individuals that we're not, we're not the center of the universe. So my second site I want us to visit over this summer is, is described like this. When I turn my eyes and see people to invest in, I find my fulfillment. Life is always about the investment into others. Let me just give you some very uh, very interesting facts. Uh, it, it has been shown by research that iPhone users are less likely to date an Android user. Someone with a cracked uh, mobile device screen is less likely to get a date at all. This is going to help someone here today. This is sort of practical... Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't give you practical take home from from Sundays. <clears throat> it says we want. Basically, it's saying we want to date people like ourselves. Now that's that is a shocker. You never want to date someone like you, right? When I went into marriage, I definitely didn't want to multiply me. That would be a horror story. I wanted to. I wanted to marry up. I wanted to. I wanted to marry into a life improvement situation, not a not marry someone like me. <laughs> 74% of Snapchat photos, 74% are selfies. Just giving you a description of the current age in which we live, that we're quite self-consumed. So this point is quite important. A 1,000 selfies are posted on Instagram every 10 seconds. There we go. A 1,000 just went up right there. Selfies. Nearly, if you're between the age of 18 and 24... Nearly half of the photos you ever take are of yourself. Some of you here can't believe this because you grew up in the age I did where the thought of taking a photo of yourself was you just it wouldn't even cross your mind that you would get a camera that you'd get a camera and turn it around at yourself. <laughs> Cameras were designed to point that way. And that's a great sociological lesson for us. Life was designed to point that way. Not this way. The biggest mistake iPhone ever made was that button with the little arrows circled around where you could click and turn the camera around. That deceived us. We then thought life was all about us. <laughs> but it's not. More people are killed taking selfies than by shark attacks. There's a thought for you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's true, Apparently. Uh, Kate Nibs of Digital Trends says this, selfies are the social media equivalent of junk food. And we've given ourselves Instagram diabetes. (laughs) Amazing saying. We live in a generation that is looking for approval. The reason we post selfies is we're looking for likes. We're looking for approval of what we're wearing or who we are and acknowledgement that we exist. And that is why we have to see one. We have to see Jesus because your acceptance and your approval and your identity can only ever come from him. You can seek all you like to get your approval from others and it will satisfy for a while, but it's not going to satisfy the deep need inside your heart for for the approval from your creator. Jesus is the only one who can help your identity be completely whole. If we go to him and find approval from him, we find true freedom. And true freedom is not stealing time for ourselves. True freedom is feeling so free, we're happy to give our time to others. True freedom is knowing it's all about you. I'll give myself to you. A self-centered orientation says, gosh, if I'm to serve you, if I'm to give myself away to you, that's stealing from what I need right now, and that is to retreat. And yet Jesus often is quoted in the Bible as having lifted up his eyes and saw the multitudes. And then stirred with compassion, he acted. How often do we lift up our eyes to the multitudes and retreat and go, Oh my goodness, I need my space. Now there are times when we need to do that. There are times when we have to retreat and our soul needs refreshing. But if that's our our normal reaction, we've got to somehow switch that around and go, I lift up my eyes to see the crowds. Who can I start with? Who can I give to first? Who can I help out? I live my life for others. And when Proverbs says... Uh, that you will be refreshed as you refresh others. That is true. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried giving something away? Have you ever tried blessing someone? Have you ever tried giving a gift to someone and found that you have seemed to found as much satisfaction as they did in receiving it? It's a weird thing. But it's just what happens. You get refreshed as you give. Yes, you'll get refreshed as you take a summer break but you will get more refreshed as you give away. We're going for a week to France with Lisby's wider family, so one of my determinations, because they're great givers, I could sit on that holiday and they would go and buy all the drinks, they'd go out and do the shopping, they'd cook the meals, and I could have a great week. So I've made a decision already. I'm going to do my very best to not let that happen. I'm going to do my very best, very best... To buy the foods for them to cook. Yeah. They won't want me to cook. That, that, I don't want to bless them that much. That would turn a blessing into a curse. So, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I will buy the food. or I, will, I, I want to be there and serve them. I want, to, I want to find that my week is refreshing me by refreshing them. Does that make sense? Give it away. You've got something to give away. When was the last time you gave a gift to someone? When was the last time you went out of your way to do something for someone? When was the last time that you noticed someone in need and responded? You will see through the Gospels that that's what Jesus did all the time. He lifts up his eyes and he sees Zacchaeus. He says, I'm coming to your place for tea. He lifts up his eyes. And he sees a blind man, Bartimaeus, on the side of the road. Everyone else is saying, shut up, be quiet, pushing him aside. Jesus is saying, come, I've got something I can give you. I want to invest my time into you. What about the children? Everybody else was saying to the children, be quiet, be quiet. Jesus goes, bring them to me. i got time for them as well. It's like, you know, I've already healed Bartimaeus. I've already had tea with Zacchaeus, but... Uh, I'm going to give time to the kids as well. And if you've ever parented or had kids around, you know they can be exhausting to be around. But Jesus said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving to them too. And, and you will find as you choose to switch your mindset as you give, so you'll feel so blessed to receive. So it's not just seeing, it's investing. So the second thing I want us to see this summer is to lift up our eyes and see people... And as you invest in people, you'll find your life feeling fulfilled. You'll find your life having some meaning in it. Galatians 5.13 says this, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, that is self, rather, instead of, pick up your phone and take a picture of somebody else and then boast about how great they are. (laughs) serve one another humbly in love (laughs) in other words do not use your freedom to indulge in the self but rather use your freedom use your freedom to serve somebody else there are people all around us they may look to you like they're as ordinary as water but could be turned into high quality wine but they, they just need someone's touch they just need someone's investment. They just need someone to draw it out. They need someone to, to be a friend to them. And when you choose to see your friend not just as a friend but someone you can help them maximize their life, suddenly you're not afraid to spill out the words of encouragement or even, even as a close friend to bring a little correction rather than just let the friendship settle at a surface level. But let it go deeper. Indulge yourself in your relationships. Invest in them. Because you can help take people somewhere. And in the process, you grow yourself. And then closing, he says this. Open your eyes and look at the fields. That's look at the people. Point two. Finally, because they are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. I love that bit because it says we don't have to do this life on our own. Some are good at sowing, some are good at reaping, but we, can, we all have a role to play. See, when you bring a friend to church who doesn't normally come to church, what you find is, well, okay, I, I've done my bit, now maybe the preacher can do their bit, and now maybe the, all of us together as we worship, we all do our bit because when people come into the presence of God, they feel like God is getting into their world, it makes a difference for them. We do it together. Some reap, some sow. We don't do it on our own. But the point he's making is this, is open your eyes and look that they're ready. So the third thing I want us to see this summer, hashtag C3, the third thing I want us to see this summer is that people are hungry. As I said earlier, we we say we say they're not ready we say they're too hard we say this we say that and Jesus says I say I say they're ready I say they're ready now I want us to challenge ourselves this summer will we see people just for who they are or will we see them as people hungry and in need of a saviour You see, how you see people is how you'll respond to them. I've I've put it like this. The, The third site I want us to visit this summer is described like this. When I open my eyes and see people as hungry to find Jesus, I offer them a different diet. I will feed people the diet that I think is appropriate to to how I see them let me explain if I see if I see my neighbors as just my neighbors what I'll be is neighborly that's what I'll be for them and that's awesome I am neighborly I I try and be neighborly but if I see them as neighbors and I see them as hungry I'm going to feed them something else as well if I see my friends as just friends then I'm going to be just friendly and that's cool but they've got a need deeper than just friendship, they're hungry if I see my colleagues as just colleagues I'll be colleaguey. i <laughs> I'll be a good colleague but if I see them as my colleagues but I also see them as hungry now you're going, oh they're not hungry, they a great marriage they've got a great career, they seem satisfied and, and that's wonderful we'd all love that everyone would be in that position, satisfied, but you and I all know that there is something deeper that they're not satisfied about because inside of us all is a God-shaped hole and those things don't fill it having a satisfying career doesn't seem to quite fill that hole having a happy marriage doesn't seem to quite fill that hole only Jesus can fill that hole and so you know everyone around you is ready because they have that hole they're ready and they're hungry they just may not know it yet I was hungry before I came to, came to Christ I knew I needed something I knew other things weren't, wasn't, were, were not satisfying it. I knew other things were not fulfilling it and I thank God I was in the right environment with the right people around me to help me step over the line many of us need that help to step over the line and have someone say you know what there is one thing or one person who's going to be the answer for you you could be that for someone this summer who are you thinking about bringing to church next Sunday the place is ready Past hopeful of egg fear and The time is set 10 o'clock everyone say 10 not 12 10, 10 o'clock one big service. This place can be packed out the evangelist is ready Pastor Phil Pringle what you didn't realize was your friend is also ready but they don't yet know about next Sunday unless we tell them how will they hear unless we invite them not so difficult. One little trick I use is I, I I know that nearly everybody you talk to has no problems with you praying for them. So I'll often say that. I've done that a few times with my neighbors. One particular neighbor where he's, he just shares some things he's going through and I'll go, I'm, I'm going to be praying for you. Once I actually prayed with him, but sometimes I'll, I'll just say, I'll be praying for you. Because there's a great excuse to have contact the next day. Hey, how's it going? I'll, I've been praying for you. It keeps the dialogue going I was at his place recently and uh, just talking about how Jake my eldest son was um, uh, had an exam and, and so he goes to me I'll be praying for him <laughs> I'm like, mate you're, you're catching it <laughs> you're getting this he's not, he's not a believer yet but he's we're in the process we're in the dialogue so it ain't going to be too difficult for me this week to be able to say to him and them the family hey you've got to come to church this weekend we've got a great preacher you'll love him he's got this weird accent but you'll love him people are hungry they're waiting three things we're going to see this summer we're going to see Jesus keep looking up we're going to see people we're going to notice people we're going to invest in people and we're going to see that people are hungry Feed them the diet they need. I want us to pray right now. Can we close our eyes? I want you to think of someone that you could bring to church next Sunday. I want you to think of someone, it may be a family member, a colleague, a neighbor. And we're going to pray for them, but we're going to pray for them now with the thought that they're ready, they're hungry. Jesus Holy Spirit our hearts are stirred Lord today our hearts are stirred to see people find Christ Lord I pray you'd forgive us where we have been a little self-consumed forgive us where we've not noticed and forgive us where we've not lifted our eyes to see you but today Lord we readjust ourselves right now and we say we lift our eyes to you we see others as you see them people to invest in people to give away to most of all right now we pray for these people we're thinking about may the power of the Holy Spirit do in them what we cannot do Reveal to them your nature. Reveal to them who you are. And we pray for every one of these people. They will come to a place where they will say yes to receiving Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray many of these people would say yes to coming next Sunday. God, we pray you break into their world. It's our desire to help them cross that line. Jesus name Lord I pray for every one of us this summer would be a summer of refreshment of great joy I pray in, in the house we would see more people save this summer than we've seen so far this year I pray it would be a summer of harvest a summer of fun a summer of connection in Jesus name Amen Amen Beautiful also awesome to be in church you wouldn't have missed that right come on we stand on our feet we're going to sing right now as we come to a close we're giving praise grace like a wave when you see jesus why didn't you see his eye that says it's full of grace it's full of love wonderful three things you need to see this summer That's why we're C3. (laughs) Not really, but anyway, it sounded good, didn't it? You ready to praise him? All right, come on, let's sing this together. Let's give him some praise. Love that flows so deep, wash over me, wash over me. Grace comes with a love that flows so deep. Wash over me, wash over me. Grace comes comes like a wave, rushing over me. Grace comes. And over and over. Grace comes back away. Crashing over me. Grace comes like a wave. Crashing over and over and over. Wow, what a Sunday! Hey, what a brilliant concept about people are hungry. People are ready. So why don't we invite people to Sunday with Pastor Phil. And if they can't make it to Pastor Phil, there's another Sunday, another Sunday, another Sunday. Let's not have excuses anymore. People are hungry and people are ready. And maybe you're hungry for a cup of coffee. That's over there. And as you